If you've ever wondered how people use networking to grow a business, then this is the episode for you. Sarah and I are talking today with Rebecca Plant, Chief Relationship Builder and Vibe Creator at the Business League. Rebecca is the expert in getting you out of your comfort zone to use networking for growing a business, so we're so excited to be learning from her today. Okay, so I have to ask you, where did the best darn business wing woman title come from? I wish I had a really great story for that, but I just <laughs> don't. Ed and I will so often be the person that brings, goes out to the bar, finds the really, you know, hot man, not Ed, <laughs> me, I find the hot man for my girlfriend and brings them back, gets them talking, you know, hey, hey, Miranda, this is Joe. you know, Joe does this, Miranda does that, and it's, and get them get them having a conversation and leave them to it. And so I, I was just playing with this concept in my mind and I realised, yeah, we are a lot like that, you know, in yeah. the business league. We really are about finding who you need to, getting you to know who you want to talk to at the bar mm-hmm. and then going to, uh, sometimes going to make that approach for you or with you yeah. and then bringing them back to have that great conversation. Uh, amazing. For someone who's not as confident stepping into that area, that must be so helpful for people. Oh, 100%. We had a really good chat on the phone a couple of weeks ago and we got into how networking is a effective marketing tool, but a lot of people probably don't think about it like that. Um, and you obviously run a successful networking and coaching business But why do you think people are actually missing out on this opportunity? Networking is one of those hundred-year-old things that people (laughs) have been doing, right? And we have always used networking to establish our community. Mm. You can go way back, you know, through tribal conversation. You build tribes and community and support with like-minded people. Mm. And what we've evolved in that over the years is creating little hubs of business communities that can do that too. And entrepreneurs it really can get lonely sometimes especially if you're doing it on your own and you're running a business by yourself Mm -hmm. it's really important to find those like minds so that you can tap into them to ensure that you've got that support when you need to and turn to them so the how that kind of has evolved over the years there's many traditional ways of doing it where you go physically in person and you meet whether it's weekly or monthly um and you have those connections and and it's relied on an event base Mm -hmm. to become a tool for you uh, and it's it's traditional and it works and it's fantastic and everyone especially right now loves seeing people in person definitely it's yeah. a really important thing and and you want to make it an experience where it's moved to and where we see the results every day is a blended or hybrid conversation between a virtual sphere and a physical sphere Mm -hmm. Mm. because we have had to learn how to do things differently over the last 18 months oh yeah If you are still thinking that going to events is the only way to network, you're missing the whole point of it. Mm. And even to go back a step, you have to consider, well, why am I networking? Am I just building it there to know more people, to get, you know, to get my name out, or simply just to socialize and connect in this time? Mm -hmm. Or am I really looking at using networking as an effective word of mouth marketing strategy that's going to fill my business? Mm -hmm. So you have to have an intention with it. And without that intention, it's, and that's the prop the, the, where so many people say, oh, networking's a waste of time or it doesn't work because we go into it without the intention of mm-hmm. what we want it to do for us. And then without a strategy of what to do with those people once we have met them. Mm. So we gel, okay, great. Now we go back and forth, like, what do I do next? And mm. how do I make that connection, become a client 
and how do we take that pathway along? So networking has to evolve through the times to, to allow for that. When we were on the phone, we were talking about hybrid networking. Yes. And I was telling Katrina about how you've integrated technology into how you're doing your networking events and obviously, like you said, changing everything. Um, and you've obviously been doing this for quite some time now and coaching people into how to make it successful. How has technology truly changed how we're networking? Would you say it's made it more like easier for people to actually get into doing it successfully? Let's be real. Before you meet someone in person, you've stalked them on the internet. 100%. 100%. <laughs> you admitted to doing that to you today. Yeah, before. right. You walked in. <laughs> and my question's still valid. What was your impression of me? Yeah, yeah exactly. You know, through that. And it's it's really important to understand that, that hybrid has a place and that ne- every time you jump online, you're actually networking, especially if you're jumping on a social site. Mm-hmm. One of the things that um, I'm really noticing more and more is how networking has moved away from just being about an event space and you've got to see someone, you've got to shake hands and hug and pass cards. Mm -hmm. And that's never really been the vibe at any events that we've held anyway. It's Mm -hmm. a come, meet people, get resonance, and then follow up where it feels right. Mm -hmm. Now... Networking really needs to be considered like internet dating. Mm-hmm. So you've got to think about it that you are likely to have met someone on a virtual environment now, whether it's been a contact through a Facebook group perhaps or you've become Facebook friends or you've, jo- you've found them on LinkedIn or you've followed them on Instagram. Swipe whichever way it is that you know makes someone, oh, I like the look of them. Yeah. Uh, let's start some conversation. Mm. So we start a conversation, you know, you find out a little bit more about them, you find out about what their needs are, you find out about their business, mm. you have that conversation. Maybe there's a little banter that goes back and forth as well. If that's yeah. your personality, mm. if you're quick, you know, if you like that relationship, and you build some anticipation mm. f- and, and maybe even through that that time you even present the offer you know like mm. in the internet dating world mm-hmm. with versus the business but maybe you present the offer yeah. in the virtual environment build the anticipation mm-hmm. until finally you get to meet IRL mm-hmm. which my husband goes is that what does that stand for <laughs> in real life <laughs> so in real life and there's an excitement but then when you meet in real life you already feel like you know that person you're happy to be able to cement the relationship Mm. there and then Mm -hmm. and that could mean in the internet dating world whatever that looks like Mm -hmm. in the business world it certainly could be yes let's have that you know let's have a have a conversation um over coffee about yes i'd love to hear more about how your services could work for me or yeah that you know that product that acceleration program sounds perfect for me. How do I sign up? It's it's fast forwarding the conversation. So when you do get that privilege to meet in person, it's really worthwhile. Yeah. And you've already built that rapport through another environment, another sphere. Mm-hmm. And it's it's really that's where it's a lot like internet dating and we have to think about it now you know we have to change our mindset about what networking is Mm. and sitting on the sideline and saying you know virtual networking doesn't work zoom networking doesn't work i can't build anything online you you can shoot yourself in the foot Mm. and say that but time after time we see people coming through results after results and you know that's the whole point of social networking it's called social networking yeah they changed the sphere for us we're just now catching up as business people and thinking how do we turn it from being social networking mm-hmm. to business networking very exactly. true what would you say the benefits of hybrid networking is for small businesses in comparison to traditional networking 
There's lots of huge benefits, really. And one of them could even be just getting really comfortable with being on camera. Mm -hmm. Because content marketing for a small business is so important. Mm -hmm. And video is such an important piece of that, too. And Mm -hmm. so many people balk at it because they don't want to get on video. Yeah. And I've had to deal with that, too, overcome it. I'm like, oh, I can't do video today because I haven't washed my hair. (laughs) Or I haven't blow dried or I don't have the right makeup on or whatever. And we come up with all these excuses as to why we can't get on and Mm. present when really what we need Mm. to overcome is that fear of people seeing us Mm. of us being heard on a on a broad scale of our message being put out there and so virtual networking from that perspective or zoom networking that we use where we can bring people together create rooms where they can go and facilitate that networking have a conversation it can be really helpful for that aspect Mm. it can be really helpful also to make to help you work the room faster yes if you go to a physical environment you are usually seated at a table and often or not unless you're at a business league event that's who you speak to mm-hmm. for the entire time mm-hmm. yes so you might only get to meet five people mm. or six people at an event um whereas on the zoom environment you can meet you can go into a room and meet five people and then you can meet another people and if you're clever enough you can work through who's online look at all the participants get their name and then use your follow-up strategy after that yeah so there is a much more a greater capacity from a zoom perspective if you are creating those conversations online to follow up so it's got a much broader reach Mm -hmm. and it helps you as I mentioned overcome your confidence then of course it helps you to create consistency across all your platforms so as we mentioned people are going to stalk you it is Mm -hmm. absolutely I, I don't know one person who doesn't go and look someone up before they meet them now yeah um and certainly before someone buys from you Mm. so it's really great for overcoming fears Mm -hmm. it's really great for working the room a lot better Mm -hmm. and it's also really great for building authority for self just sounds like a more efficient process or overall really doesn't it way more efficient and it's it saves a lot of time and if you've got a great connection to client pathway in place as well mm-hmm. you're really spending much more time with someone who wants and needs your service and little the time with time waste tire, tire kickers and time wasters exactly have you tried um playing with clubhouse yet in those audio rooms i have been on clubhouse two or three times yeah me too <laughs> uh and then i thought I really like the idea of it Mm. and I do hear that it works for some people but Mm. again it's like anything you've got to have a strategy behind it yeah and I also feel like it is working for lots of people but it's not my platform right now no me either I went on and first of all I didn't really know what to expect and I joined a room and I was like oh can these people hear me because I can hear them and I didn't really know what was happening and so I kind of went out quite quickly did more research went back in and i was like okay i can see how this can work Mm. and i'm a bit like you i'm like i don't think i'm quite ready for that kind of area yet i reckon you have to be syndicating everything across your platforms to make it really worthwhile yeah so if you write it you and you've got to be ready to build that as another another form of where you're talking to people Mm. so as a marketing strategy and as a networking strategy it's probably a really good one Mm. Uh, I do feel like it needs much more consideration, though, because you can't record anything that's said on there. So yeah. it's your, if you're on there, you're on there. If you miss it, you miss it. Uh, it takes a lot to actually build up the groups from what I see. It is a new platform, so I guess it's it's going to get there. I was going to say, definitely something that will probably be in the future a much bigger and much wider used form of networking and marketing. Yeah. But for the moment, it's relatively new, and I think everyone's just trying to figure it out as they go. Yeah. yeah. 
going back to the partnerships so you're obviously the aim is to grow your network and i think a lot of people may get to the point where they're forgetting to use those touch points and reciprocate and just nurture the partnership how do you recommend people once the network starts to grow to make sure they're nurturing all those relationships properly You've got to play to your strengths with networking. Mm-hmm. So if you are not a person who's great at maintaining relationships, but you're really good at starting with starting them, mm. make sure you've got a process in place that hands them off to someone that can do that. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's, and it's really great, you know, to look at how Ed and I also work even inside of our own business. Yeah. I'm, I am the chief relationship builder. I go out, I make the relationships. He's really good at keeping them going mm-hmm. and it's that's like, like across all of our life so that's yeah. the, the brilliant part about running a business with your husband um but it really has to be play to your strengths and understand that people at the end of the day networking is a marketing tool but you still need to be a human yes exactly so on one of our member spotlights um yesterday which is a an, a, a client event where we bring out one of our clients and we kind of share their growth so she'd had 400 growth over the last five years networking 90 percent of her um growth has been through word of mouth marketing and networking and we were just sharing with our group how that process worked and we did get to the point of talking well how do you actually give gratitude to the people who do refer to you and how do you you know how do you thank them for the recommendation because it's a really the recommendation is the ultimate thanks yeah because someone says they did a good job for me i'm willing to pass that on so I think you can, most people, if you ask them, what can I do for you? Mm. You know, thanks so much. Is there anything I can do for you? Most people will say, oh, no, it's, no, it's, I'm all good. I just, I just want to help someone. Yeah. And that's admirable. But there is also something about receiving a card in the mail. Yeah. Or a little box of chocolates. Yeah, yes. Or a bunch of flowers. Yeah. Or depending on how big your referral, you know, value was, it could be $100,000. Exactly. It could be $1,000, whatever that is for you. Mm-hmm. And if this person, then then give a, give something that's commensurate to that. Mm. Um, and it doesn't, you can build it into a process. It doesn't have to be you doing that, but you can build it into, your, you know, to your assistance team or your marketing team, whatever it is that, you know, your delivery team, I don't know. Mm. It's not a hard thing to build in. And mm-hmm. most of the time, people who are using networking, Money isn't a necessarily the motivator of why they would give a referral. Mm-hmm. In my experience, it's just they do it because they do generally want to help. And so as a result, the delivery of, what, of how you thank someone needs to be commensurate to, one, how big your operation is. If you're a small business and you're like, you know, just got a few people coming in every now and again, then make it something small, but make it heartfelt. There's a checklist that you can create. And that we have inside of the lounge as well. It just says things that you can do with someone, you know, to, to keep that relationship going. Yeah. So depending on whether you're talking about a referral relationship or a um, profitable partnership, which is that strategic partnerships, mm-hmm. they're, they're, they they have to be considered differently because yeah. one's a onesie twosie relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas a collaboration or a strategic partnership, you're looking at scale. Yeah. Yes. And they they're they're done differently. And everything I've really talked through here is about the onesie twosie, you know, traditional referral networking that we've that we speak about as opposed to networking which really is about sharing of contacts and ideas on on a larger scale this would be the perfect time to leave off today's episode because i know we're going to move into how to take all this info and make money from networking and partnerships so if you're listening hold tight because we'll be back with rebecca and a part two this podcast is brought to you by local search one of australia's leading full suite digital marketing services They help more than 28,000 Australian businesses 
making everything from building a website and SEO to Google Ads, social ads and more easy, effective and affordable. Go and check out their more than 400 online reviews. And while this podcast will give you the basics, if you do need a hand, visit business.localsearch.com.au. While we have you, we respectfully acknowledge the Yukonbeh people, the traditional owners of the land in which we record on, and pay our respects to their elders past and present.